Hamlet, Act One, Scene One. It's Christmas Eve on the dark battlements of Elsinore, and Marcellus declares, so hallowed and so gracious is the time. It's a holy night, a sacred night, which we set apart. Let me read uh, you the words that that come before from uh, Shakespeare. Some say that ever gainst that season comes, wherein our Saviour's birth is celebrated. The bird of dawning singeth all night long, and then, they say, no spirit dares stir abroad. The nights are wholesome, then no planets strike, no fairy takes, nor witch hath power to charm. So hallowed and so gracious is the time. The theologian and academic Tom Wright, he was once preaching at a big Christmas service where a well-known atheist academic, famous for his skepticism towards Christianity, had been persuaded to attend by his family. Now, Tom Wright says that afterwards, uh, this particular other academic approached him at all smiles, and this man said to him, I finally worked out why people like Christmas. Tom Wright says, really? Tell me. And the, the man said, a baby threatens no one. So the whole thing is a happy event, which means nothing at all. Now, Tom Wright says that he was dumbfounded, Because he says at the heart of the Christmas story in Matthew's gospel is a baby who poses such a threat to the most powerful man around that he kills a whole village full of other babies in order to try to get rid of him. He goes on at the heart of the Christmas story in Luke too is a baby who if only the Roman emperor knew it will be lord of the whole world. Within a generation his emperor knew it. Within a generation, his followers uh, will be persecuted, sorry, will be persecuted by the empire as a danger to good order. Whatever, whatever else you say about Jesus, from his birth onwards, people certainly found him a threat. He upset their power games and suffered the usual fate of people who do that. So when, uh, Mar- when Marcellus says, so hallowed is the time, we recognize that this moment in the year is it's not just Mary being pregnant with the birth of a child, but it's a moment that is pregnant, pregnant of possibility and potential and power. Perhaps one of our readings tonight should have been from the book of Revelation, where we see a dragon trying to to snatch a baby we see that there's a spiritual reality uh, to this world. And tonight we celebrate that there's supreme spiritual reality. The order, the logos, as John describes him. He has chosen to enter this world by taking on flesh, just like you and me. St. John says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It's difficult. It's difficult at the end of another weary year in our weary world to imagine a world without COVID, 
without cancer, without depression, without strained relationships, without fear, without deception. And yet, Jesus came to destroy the works of darkness. Isaiah tells us that the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. So when Jesus comes, it is a night full of possibility and potential and power. So hallowed is the time. But Marcellus, he says, so hallowed is the time. He also says, so gracious is the time. The idea of grace, the idea of receiving a gift that is unmerited, undeserved, in polite Clapham society, in a meritocracy, in a world where we're taught to be independent and to put ourselves up by our bootstraps and to make our way in life, to climb the ladder, to do good deeds. We hear so gracious is the time that we have a gift on offer to you and me. Not something that you buy, not something that you pay for, but a gift. John tells us that those who believe in Jesus Christ have the right to become children of God. This gift that we can receive of Jesus Christ, this gift enables us to be children of God, to belong to God. And so however distant we may feel, however alien and foreign it may feel to step into a church building tonight, however we may have been made to feel in church before. Just like those shepherds on the outskirts of town, on the outskirts of society, over and over and over, we see the invitation that each and every one of us belongs in this Christmas story too. So hallowed and so gracious is the time. Now, Horatio responds to Marcellus in Hamlet. He responds to Marcellus by saying, so have I heard, and I do in part believe. Now, at Christmas, at Christmas, we do what we can. We, we try to dial down cynicism and turn up faith. We try to be a little more hopeful. And yet, Stories of angels and shepherds can feel far flung and far removed from life in 21st century Clapham. I wonder if you, like Horatio, find yourself thinking tonight, find yourself saying tonight, I have heard. I have heard perhaps tonight for the first time or perhaps I've heard countless times and those words wash over me but I have heard, and I do in part believe. If the hinge of history is a stable door in Bethlehem, if an impoverished Nazarene's 
birthday is still being celebrated 2,000 years on. And surely this story is worth investigating. And I want to encourage you, I want to invite you to come along to our Alpha course starting uh, Tuesday the 11th of January. You'd be very, very welcome to, to come along with your questions, with your doubts, uh, whether you're saying, like uh, Marcellus, I, like Horatio saying, I do in part believe, whether you find yourself saying, I don't believe at all. Uh, wherever you may be, it's a place that we can come along and begin to investigate and to begin to, to find out whether we could believe this more and more and more. And part of the beauty, part of uh, the wonder of a night like tonight is, is we see the reality of a child born in complete vulnerability, in complete weakness, in a cold and dark stable, off center, off stage. And if we let him, Jesus, he will enter the darkest corners of our hearts too. The, the corners of our hearts, the corners of our souls that we really wish no one else would ever see, no one else could ever see. And what he wants to do is to take away that darkness and to replace that darkness with light. The, the stuff of Christmas, the, the, the parties, the preparations, the friends and the family, they're all good things. They're wonderful things, things that we should celebrate, not take for granted, particularly given the past couple of years we've had. But the real wonder of Christmas, the real glory of Christmas is seeing the face of God in this baby in a manger in Bethlehem. The headlines might seem to dominate more and more and more with darkness, but the dominant figure of history remains Jesus Christ. Year after year, decade after decade, century after century, millennium after millennium, I do in part believe. There's an invitation, there's an invitation tonight to let your doubts diminish and to let your faith rise to receive this gift. It's possible to receive a gift. It's possible to acknowledge a gift. It's even possible to be grateful for a gift, but not to make the most of that gift. And when you think about a little child on Christmas morning, they're not polite, they don't wait around, they go for broke when it comes to their Christmas presents. And the invitation to you and to me tonight is to not hold back when it comes to receiving this gift. To receive, in other words, to believe in Jesus Christ. And a whole kaleidoscope of, of wonder, of joy is unearthed, is unwrapped for you and me when we receive this gift. This gift of Jesus Christ, unmerited, undeserved, nothing we could do to make him love us more, nothing we could do to make him love us less. But just to acknowledge, just to acknowledge our sin, to acknowledge our darkness, to recognize that as the angels said, that 
Jesus came to die for our sins, to be our savior, to be God with us, to be, as Isaiah says, your wonderful counselor, mighty God, your everlasting father, your prince of peace. Where are you tonight? What is it that you need from Jesus Christ? Is Christmas going to be a fleeting festivity? Or is it going to be a firm foundation? So hallowed and so gracious is the time.